I have that song several weeks ago John I called Rachel to see if Jay Lee could dance and Jay could sing one of all Sundays that song on this Sunday some of you may not know everything that's gone on I had a young man who uh, sat right over here last Sunday grew up in the youth ministry here take his own life this week and we, on top of that we've had Punch Pontius go on to be with the Lord we've saw Ruth Brown make her exit and receive her reward Bill Whitfield's dad also has gone on to release, receive his heavenly compensation It's been a really difficult week. But you know what I've watched this week? I've watched the words of that song. <laughs> I've watched them be played out. I've watched people make phone calls, go the extra mile. Send texts and make sure food is where it needs to be. I have so many phone calls, don't have enough places to plug people in to get some things accomplished. We've got it all covered. People keep calling, want to know what they can do, how they can help, what can go on. It's been amazing to me. And I, I just want to tell you, it, it is so good to be a part of what God is doing right here in this place at this moment. It is so good to know that there are people who care about you and what you're going through. It's so good to know that you're not fighting stuff by yourself and that you don't have to, 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 to drudge through this life wondering who cares and who's paying attention. Well, it's one of those moments where you don't, nobody ever wants to go through it. But in the middle of it, you realize what blessing is walking right around your life. Always. And... Uh, Carol Walls caught me before first service and she said, Aaron, tell me you're not preaching this morning. I said, yeah, I'm preaching. Her eyes got this. You should have called somebody, had somebody else covered. I said, well, I kind of told her, I told her it was the truth, but I didn't tell her the whole story. I said, actually, I had today's message done by Wednesday. And so I'm kind of, I was kind of ahead of it before it really, it really got really crazy. And, uh, but I didn't tell her that the Lord had dropped something else in my heart to share this morning. So you probably get this week's message next week, probably. And, uh, you know, we are really in a, a spiritual, we are, in, we are in something. You know, over the last few weeks, we have seen, as of this morning, as of this morning, a total of nine new people come to know Christ. Had two this morning, first service, walk the aisle and give their life to Christ. We fought all kinds of tragedies. Some of you have been praying for my grandma and my, my aunt. Heard her go to emails this week. My grandma, we didn't think my grandma was going to make it. And today she's sitting in Chill Coffee Nursing and Rehab. The doctor has her walking the hallways at Chill Coffee Nursing and Rehab. After last Friday, they thought we were going to be having her funeral. And my aunt Pat was, 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 had completely an, an emotional breakdown about the same time my grandma had her stroke. And 
uh, was in and out of 1A and had a couple problems, went into a completely catatonic state, found out Monday or Tuesday it had been five or six days since she'd had food or anything to drink, and we thought we'd be planning another funeral. And so it's been one that's crazy. But you know what? My mom went and saw my aunt on Thursday night. And you know what? My aunt is up in her right mind. She's eating food. And my mom says, almost like she has this angelic look on her face. Like it's kind of, she said, it's like peace like I have never seen on somebody. I can't even describe it. And so you know what? In the midst of all the tragedy, there have been things God is already at work doing. Isn't that awesome? Two people today have stood right here in front of me, right here at this point, and said, it's time for me to give my life to Christ. In the, we are in a spiritual battle. We are in the midst of great turmoil. Misty, we've been praying for you and your family. Bill, we've been praying for you and your family. Jim and Mary, we've been praying for you and your family. And if Bruce and Donna were here, I would tell them the same thing. We have been praying and God is carrying and he is nurturing and he is helping every step of the way. But it does not diminish the fact that we are in the, in the middle of spiritual warfare. It is here. We should not, we, in the midst of everything going on this week, we, my, wife, my, my wife and my kids are all participating in this Christmas musical, which don't miss, it's two weeks from tonight. Is that right? Is that two weeks from tonight? Is it that soon? Holy smoke. And uh, I was over in the fellowship area, the cafe area, just trying to get my mind around stuff and prepare for a funeral that I did not want to do. And I uh, noticed it was really kind of chilly. Cool over there. And we are getting ready to leave and pull out. I didn't have my keys or nothing. We'd been gone all day. My church keys were laying at the house and Oh, Patrick and Leah, somebody else going to stay and lock up because I need to go. And we were like the last people to pull out of the parking lot. He goes, you know, it was really cool in there. And I'm like, yeah, I better pull around the back of the building with everything going this weekend. Better make sure if I have to need to call Roger, the guy who takes care of our heating and cooling, we can get that covered. Pull around, expecting to see a frosted up heat pump. I thought I went around the building. You know what I found? Zero heat pump. We had f- five heat pumps gone well one was one was disconnected the other ones were gone so we had four missing one was still sitting there not hooked up to anything thursday night i'm like i don't have keys go back in the church i can't i gotta do something here and so i can make a couple phone calls call jeanette she was on her way back past the church at that moment and and patrick and leah came back around and they were really all leaving at the same time and, and we we're sitting there in the parking lot and my wife goes her, her, her immense wisdom she goes we should not be surprised and I said what are you talking about she said Aaron think about the people who've come to know Jesus over the last few weeks in the midst of, of the great triumphs there have been great tragedy we should not be surprised and all of a sudden it was like something clicked on the inside you know you, you kind of kind of give mental assent to that you know you're in something spiritual that's dark and ugly and messy and all that kind of, you know what I mean but all of a sudden it just hit you like yeah this is for real you know, I'm saying this is for real, and I can remember us driving down the road, and as we pull out of the parking lot and head up the road, I just get like, oh, okay, and almost like my my battery pack got rejuvenated. You know what I'm saying? Like if he would have left the heat pumps alone, I'd have probably stayed where I was. When I pulled around the corner and it began to click, all the pieces of the puzzle, I went, oh no, <laughs> no. No, it, it is on. It is on. Rachel gets on the phone immediately to Mary Moore, who's the head of our intercessors. 
group, and she says, listen, we just, it just clicked for us. We, we, just, we realized what's happening here, okay? We want you to pray. We can intercessors on it. We're just, we're, we are in the middle of a battle, and we are, we are not going to give up, and we are not going to give in. If there's no way. Not going to happen. You know what I did? I went home. I think I'm crazy. You think that already? It's okay. I went home. I walked in the house. I, th- I threw open the thing on our entertainment center. I clicked on our music system. I turned on our DVD player, which we run our, our CDs through. Threw in one of the most joyous Christmas CDs I could find in our house. Slammed that thing shut. And I thought, he is not doing it. I'm not letting him. I'm not letting him. And then I walk, as the music is playing, I'm a, I, 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 I like loud music. You guys maybe haven't figured that out yet. But I, I walked to my several weeks. You know, I thought about the last few weeks. I, the month of November, I was going to preach a completely set, different set of messages. Four days before I was supposed to preach the first one, God goes, no, that's not what you're going to preach on this month. And I started weaving together in my mind the messages. And I thought, no stinking way. I had no idea what was going to be waiting for us. I had no idea what was going to go on. And also, I think about the details of life, how they get ugly, they get messy, they get dark. We don't know what to do. And how God's got it, as if, as if God knew we were going to be in the middle of something. Go figure, right? And I went, okay, God, that's okay. And at one night when we were, while we were sitting in our, in our bedroom, right, together, I was laying in bed, had a, had a cup of water right here, sitting with my Bible on my lap. I crack open the Bible and I read these words just a few weeks ago. I referred to them last week. But Thursday night, I grabbed, I turned on the stereo, set this thing in the middle of the island in our kitchen. Some of you have been in our kitchen. We've got a little island that kind of goes between the, the living room and the, the, the kitchen. So the, on the island, I read these words as loud as I could read them. You want to hear what they were? We live in such a way that no one will stumble because of us and no one will find fault with our ministry. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God, the Apostle Paul writing. Now listen to this next part. We patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We have been beaten, been put in prison, faced angry mobs, worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food, all of which, those last three things I have contended with all week long. Now listen to this. We prove ourselves by our purity, our understanding, our patience, our kindness, by the Holy Spirit within us, and by our sincere love. Oh, but it gets better. We faithfully preach the truth. And I am here to tell you today, I have no intention of backing up on that. If people need to be saved, they're going to find a place to get saved right here. People are looking for answers. We're going to give them the answers that this book declares. And we are not going to back up. And we are not going to stop. I don't care what. Satan can unleash every bit of hell he wants to on us. It's okay. God has got us. And we will continue to preach what God has said to preach and to do what God has said to do. Are you hearing me? And then he says these words, God's power is working in us. And I will make that declaration. We as a church, God's power is working in us. We may be facing difficulty. We may be facing a hardship. We may be facing problems and trials and all sorts of other things, things that make us overwhelmed. I was shocked yesterday. This was crazy. 
I, during the funeral, I, had, I made a, we, we made some, the arrangements, and, and, and I asked Kim and, and uh, her family and Christina if if she minded if I allowed a couple other people to participate in the in the, in the service. And I asked Christopher to, to open Christopher Van Busker to open because he grew up with Josh here in the ministry and pastor now. And I thought it'd be an appropriate thing. And Christopher shared some beautiful words, man, beautiful scripture from the Psalms. And, and I asked if Rick Strange could 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 close because. Pretty much Josh and Zach grew up in Rick and Sean's home. And uh, I, was sitting at, I was sitting reading Thursday afternoon, Thursday evening over there. And my mind kept being drawn to Psalm 61. And I was trying to find a way to weave it into the message. It just didn't work. And then Rick walks up here, shares a little bit. And he goes, I want to read, from you, read to you from Psalm 61. And I went, the scriptures say that when my heart is overwhelmed, where do I go? I go to the rock that is higher than I. When you're overwhelmed, when life is just beating you up and tearing you up, where do you turn? Don't turn to the TV. Don't turn to the bottle. Don't turn to, to the stuff that comes normal or natural. Turn to the rock that is higher than you. He said, God's work, God's power is working in us. Right now in this moment, God's power is working in us. I look around here, I see Chad and Amy are facing some stuff this week. Doris Lenny usually be sitting kind of right there. She's gotten some news, medically speaking. She's going to have to, they're still trying to figure out what's going on with her, see some things they don't see, like, like to see in her. Steve Gillen helped amazingly with the family, with Kim and, and her family and Christina the other day. Found out this week that his dad's fighting cancer. Get what it means to be overwhelmed. Get it. Completely get it. You know what? God's power, in spite of all that, is working in us. He says these words, We use the weapons of righteousness in the right hand for an attack and the left hand for defense. Now, listen to this. He says, we serve God whether people honor us or despise us, whether they slander us or praise us. We are honest, but they call us imposters. We are ignored even though we are well known. We live close to death, but we are still alive. We have been beaten, but we have not been killed. Our hearts ache, but we always have joy. We are poor, but we give spiritual riches to others. We own nothing and yet have everything. The Apostle Paul writes those words. Again, he's, 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 he's talking about, he, he's, he's, he's trying to declare that the ministry that is taking place is the right ministry, not because of all, necessarily all the good things that are happening, but because there's such an onslaught against him that he, and he says, but in spite of that, the word of truth is being preached. Listen. I don't intend to ever back up on that. Ever, 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 ever. The gospel is all that we have. If you're sitting here today and you're looking for just some nice quick fix, you know, personal uh, growth stuff or whatever, you're not going to find that anywhere that really will stick. But the gospel of Jesus is what will make all the difference. 
grabbing a hold of him and growing with him and knowing him and coming close to him, he will walk you through. He, is, he, 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 he never leaves. He never forsakes. He, he promises us great grace and great peace. He promises us that he'll walk with us through every affliction, every problem, every trial. And all our enemy is trying to do is trying to wear us down and wear us out. Not, so, not, not, no, not going to let that happen. I can't. Jesus has already done too much for me. He's already walked with me through too many things. He's good and he's faithful. I was sitting here thinking, Pat Patrick didn't, Patrick didn't know what I was going to do. I, I didn't even tell, I didn't tell anybody I was going to change what I was talking about. So Patrick looked in the, in the bulletin and seen, you know, kind of the, the theme of the message I was going to preach today. And he didn't know, but we, we for first service, we were, I was walking back that way towards my office and he, he kind of met me right here in the, in the corner and he said, worship's going to be good today. And I didn't know, hey, I didn't know what songs he picked. He didn't know what I was going to talk about. And I started listening to each song. He's unchangeable. He's unshakable. He's unstoppable. That's what he is. Huh? Started thinking about glory to God. Take my life and let it be all for you and for your glory. Take my life and let it be yours. And I started thinking about the last song. Jesus has overcome and the grave is overwhelmed. We may feel overwhelmed, but the grave and death and sin and all that stuff, it is completely overwhelmed. It has already lost. It keeps trying to fight against us. It keeps trying to beat us up. It keeps trying to do all that. But let me tell you, they have already lost. They are overwhelmed. That would have been a good place to say amen, just in case you're wondering. A really good place. And it's good to know that the battle is not ours. It's funny, this week, even before this got going, I, I found, I read it like three times, I found an email that Latanya Webb had sent to the church and was forwarded to me back the week of Halloween. And it was an, a news article about something that happened in Houston, Texas a few years ago, like 2002, 2003. They had a spiritual warfare thing that they had, like, they gathered churches together in the city, and they were going to have this spiritual warfare deal where they're going to come against the kingdom of darkness, and they're going to, you know, pull down strongholds and all that, all that stuff you, you think of when you think of spiritual warfare. And they did that on Halloween one year, the following year, literally all hell broke loose in Houston. Every pastor who was a part of that meeting had some sort of calamitous thing happen, happen in their life. One had his wife leave him. One had a son commit suicide. I mean, there was just a list. Every one of them, do, 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 do. And then people were like, okay, we're never doing that again. And one of the guys involved in that, in that, in that thing said, I just felt drawn. Maybe we, maybe, we went, maybe we went about it the wrong way. Maybe we, we just, the spiritual warfare we were to interact on was, maybe we, did, maybe we went the wrong way. And so the next year, he, he organized a similar event on Halloween. Except for this time, instead of acknowledging and giving place to all that demonic stuff, he determined it would be a night of just merely worship and prayer unto our God on Halloween. And he drew churches together. And then they found out during the course of that week that there were like witches and warlocks who were planning to be in attendance. And so he stands up. To, he said, I stood up to, to, open, to open the services. And I said, I've heard there's some of you who are here tonight who are not crazy about us being here. And you plan to do your thing while we're doing our thing. I just want you to know we're glad that you're here and God loves you. 
And a lady was sitting in a chair, and she watched one lady who had gotten out all these little trinkets and things before the service began, all of her little incantation-type deal stuff, you know what I mean? Opened back up her bag and shoved all of her stuff back in the bag. Okay, maybe I shouldn't do that here. And they proceeded that night to just worship Jesus and to honor him for who he was. As I thought about this week, I thought how, I've heard people say, I'm angry. I've heard people say, you know, how could he do this? I could, you know, all that. And you know why our response has got to be? Our response has got to be to honor the Lord our God above everything else. The battle is his. It is not ours. The battle, anything you're facing right now. I heard somebody, I was talking to another pastor this week before all this happened. He said every one of our issues has a spiritual root. Every one of our problems, even every, every, every one of our sicknesses. He read a book recently. He, thought, he, he, said, he said, I believe this guy, it was a Christian and a doctor. He, he began to trace some things. He said, he can, he can almost reach almost every, every sickness to some sort of a spiritual, there's a spiritual element attached to it. If that is true, and we're truly in a spiritual warfare, then the only spiritual thing we have to do is turn towards our God who is greater than all of it. Are you hearing me? There's a story in the scriptures in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 13. I don't remember now off the top of my head. It's here somewhere. Let me find it. 20, I'm sorry. Where this guy named Jehoshaphat is the king of Israel. And you're talking about being overwhelmed. All of the nations around them decide it's time to go to battle, time to go to war. And it says this, after this, the armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Millionites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you beyond the Dead Sea. They're already, they already at En Gedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard of the temple of the Lord. He prayed. Now listen listen to his prayer. He could have gone, you know, cast down the spiritual whatever that oversees the Ammonites. And Lord, cast down. We rebuke the spirit behind the people of Mount Sir. And he could have done all that stuff. But look at what he does. Oh, Lord God of our ancestors, you alone are the God who is in heaven. You are the ruler of the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty, and no one can stand against you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who live in this land when your people of Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They say whenever we face, whenever we are faced with cal- any calamity such as war, or plague, or famine, we can come and stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. You hear the intention of Jehoshaphat's prayer? His whole thought process, his whole frame of mind is not the bigness of his enemy and the darkness that surround His thought and his intent was the greatness and the power of his God. And he chose to acknowledge that over the problem, over the issue, over the thing. When we're facing such horrible, destructive issues that we've been dealing with over the last few days, listen to me. Listen to me. Our God is right 
Our God is light. Our God is hope. Our God is strength. Our God is awesome. Our God is powerful. Our God is strong and mighty to save and to rescue us from whatever the overwhelming things might be going on in our lives right here, right now. Every one of them. He says this, even they all just, we are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We don't know what to do, but listen to this, but we are looking to you. And in the middle of that, one of the guys stands up with a word from the Lord. Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. He goes on to say, he names some things about where they're coming from, some real specific details, and he says, take your positions then, stand still, and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. The Bible says King Jehoshaphat bowed his, low his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Huh. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, Listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you'll be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets, and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Listen to me. I know it gets dark and I know it gets black, but in the middle of that, the place to turn is the place of worship and honor and seeking out the Lord our God. You can try and take on the enemy if you want to. Much like Jehoshaphat, you will not be able to withstand. But with the power of of our God at work on our behalf, things change. Because you know what happens? Listen to this next line. At the very moment, at the very moment, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. At the very moment, I don't know what everybody's facing. I mean, I've had a lot going on. I've got to describe a lot of it to you just in the short time we've been together already this morning. But listen to me. I don't know what it is. But choose to honor and acknowledge the Lord your God in the middle of it. I can't say for sure at the moment you start that, something different's going to happen. But this is what happened for Jehoshaphat and his guys. And God is faithful and he's true. I am determined, listen, I realize suddenly that we are in a spiritual conflict like I have never realized it before. You know, you, you, you understand what I mean? And people are coming to Christ in the middle of it. I felt compelled before we closed the last service. I said, I'm not letting you guys leave. I, I kind of looked around and I thought, okay, everybody looks probably like they're pretty good, but I'll do it anyway. You know that? And I made sure the gospel was heard and declared. And next thing I know, two ladies come walking up the aisle. And the amazing thing is, we got a connection group that's already sought to reach out to them. They were talking about, they couldn't get the church on Sunday night. We don't have church on Sunday night anyway. They're like, okay, really? So we have a connection group that meets right around the corner here on Sunday nights. That'd be a great. And they're like, that connection group's already trying to help us with Christmas and stuff and things. And I was like, no way. 
You see what I'm saying? There are battles that are being won. There are people coming into the kingdom. There are things happening. And I realize, you know what we have to remind ourselves of? What we're fighting is an eternal issue. These temporary things that we're facing that are overwhelming us are just that, temporary. They will change, I promise. They are going to be different, I promise. It is going to, there's going to, there's going to be a time where the, the turner is, the, the turner, the corner is going to be turned. Or the turner's going to be, going to be corned. I don't know which, I don't know. <laughs> you understand what I mean? I just wanted to talk to you just kind of, kind of honestly this morning. Is that okay? I just wanted to, to give you some insight as to what to do right now. I remember I, I, I thought two weeks ago, two weeks ago I said, what you do when you don't know what to do. Remember that? What do you do? He says, lean not on your own understanding, Proverbs says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Right? 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 He says, seek his will in all that you do. One scripture says, acknowledge him in all that you do. By honoring and worshiping God, we are acknowledging him. And he will direct our path. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? It's funny, isn't it? Jehoshaphat sends out the people, not the warriors, the singers. You know why? I think he took to heart that the battle was really God's. He understood that though he had all these guys who were trained in warfare and all that thing, if the battle's really God's, then we'll put the guys out there who know how to contact him, you know, how to touch his heart. Let's do that. I wonder what those musicians were thinking, though. Yeah. Has Jehoshaphat lost his mind? I'm not even going to brigade in front of us. They didn't even have to fight. They just had to praise and honor Jesus, praise and honor God. And he solved them. He will see us through. Picked on Burl last service because Patrick ran home long enough to get his family after we did worship. I'm going to pick on Patrick now. Because you know what I think we need to do in the middle of this? Some of it may, be, it may take us just a little bit of gumption to do it. A little bit of it. We just ought to worship Jesus. Listen, I'm not going back up. It was so cool yesterday. I had a chance to preach the gospel to people I never, I never would have had a chance to preach to. You want to hear what the, you want to hear what the, the funeral director said? Dale Hill was here. We get in the we get in the truck to go up to the, to the graveside. Get in, the, get, in, get in the truck with him. He goes, get about right in front of the building up there. The end of the children's church building, heading that way. He goes, well, everybody who stood up there today hit a home run. Let's pray people grab a hold of what was said, and we get some victory for Josh in spite of all of this. <laughs> the funeral director says that. When a funeral director says something like that, that's pretty significant. He's been to a lot of funerals. Trust me. And listen, we're going to keep preaching this gospel thing. We're just going to keep doing it, not going to back up, not going to back down, not going to back off, not going to quit, just not, just not. And we're going to worship Jesus all along the way, wherever the path leads, wherever the turmoil comes from, wherever the catastrophe raises its head out from next, we're just going to keep worshiping and honor Christ. That's it. That's all we're going to do. That is it. That's that. Are you with me on that? You're going to follow into the wilderness of Tekoa? You feel like being a singer right now? 
Huh? Can we worship Jesus? That's what I encourage you to do. Whatever's overwhelming in your life right now, whatever armies have encapsulated themselves around you, lift that up before the Lord by doing this, by just by honoring him in spite of it, by worshiping him in spite of it. As Patrick's place, let's stand and let, let me pray with you. Jesus, we come to you. And God, we realize, Lord Jesus, that the enemy is fierce. We realize, Jesus, that your power is stronger, though. We realize, God, life may be overwhelming, but Jesus, we recognize, God, that the grave and sin and death, the most evil of all calamities we'll face, God, are already overwhelmed. And so, Jesus, we come to you with our hearts fully assured. God, right now in this room, there are people, God, who've maybe got relational issues they're trying to contend with. And maybe, Lord Jesus, there's financial stress involved. And maybe, Jesus, there's disease and, 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 and sickness and things that are all kind of piling up, Lord Jesus. God, in this moment, God, we choose to honor your name. We choose to worship you. We choose, Jesus, to give you all that we are. We choose, God, in this moment, God, to let you know we love you. And the Lord Jesus, you are everything to us. That, God, we are nothing in our own. God, we honor your name and we bless you. You're holy and you're great, Jesus. God, we worship your name here right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.